die, boy. Wrestling is trash. Wrestling is trash. And welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash podcast where us trash boys and occasionally girls get together and talk everything professional wrestling. But today we're here for a different reason. We're only here for the good, the positive. We're here. We'll all introduce ourselves here in a little bit. But I'll let you know we're here today to remember the life of Mr. Jay Briscoe. Phenomenal professional wrestler. Something that took the whole IWC and everyone, just the whole world, country even, by storm. Just a tragic uh, loss of a man, a wrestler, father, husband, the whole nine. Um... Real quick, for Jay and the Briscoes just as a whole, um, I'd say ROH was the first promotion I reached out to start watching back in the day that wasn't WWE. And the first thing I got of the Briscoes was uh, Jay and Adam Cole, actually, for me. That was like my first little glimpse of it. Because um, I was in 2013-14, I believe. Um, so I don't recall if I was watching that, following that live or not. But that was like my first thing of it. And just the way he carried himself as a performer and just kind of like a, just a dog. You know what I mean? Like he's a dog. He's a dude. You know what I mean? So I just instantly gelled and occasionally on and off watching Ring of Honor. But they were always a team who brought me back. You know what I mean? Just must see. Nothing but positive things I can say about him. Just all the condolences to him, his family. The whole nine. Um, As you guys know, though, I am Nick Anicelli. I'm going to pass it off to Trash Boy Numero Dos, my man Lou. Lou, how you doing? Let's hear about Jay. Let's hear what you got. Man, I'm good, man. We're here on a special episode of Wrestling is Trash. We thought we'd do a, we thought we'd do this episode because the last episode that we did, obviously, if you guys heard, we were hit with the news about Jay's passing and uh, kind of derailed us, derailed me for a couple of days. I'm still kind of like weird about it, but because um, it's, it's strange, man, you know, the last time I felt like this was uh, my personal favorite wrestler is Eddie Guerrero. Um, he died when I was 26, I believe it was 2005. And I cried like a bitch when Eddie Guerrero died. I <clears throat> real talk. Um, and this shit, like me being 44 now and just watching the Briscoes all these years and ROH, like, that shit happening, dude. You know, it, it's funny. It, not, it's funny is the wrong word, but it's just weird that, um, you know, usually with wrestlers, they don't have a long shelf life. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a it's been a thing where wrestlers have died very young, and usually when that happens, it's like, oh well, you know, he's had problems, and you know, he drinks this one drinks too much, or this one does this, or this one does that. But it wasn't the case with this man. This man was just doing something people do every day he was taking his kids to cheerleading practice and a horrible accident occurred and now he's no longer here and it's like that shit stings bro it really fucking stings and it's 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 very sad but we're gonna try to on this show kind of like keep it a little lighter we're gonna watch one of the best matches 
really that I've seen in ever. I said on earlier podcasts that this for me is the best tag team match I've ever seen. Um, so I think it's fitting that we do a little watch along here. We've been wanting to do a watch along and what better time to do it now. Unfortunately, I wish it was under better circumstances, but you know, we're going to do what we do. So you guys already know I'm Lou from the BX, the second trash boy. And, uh, today we have a special guest with us here today to celebrate this man's life. Um, and I can't think of anyone better to have on the show to do that than our friend Brian from the UWO podcast. Who's right below me here, Brian? If you would like to say some things, you have the 401. The 401, damn right. Uh, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Brian from the UWO podcast. Um, yeah, I am a day one guy when it comes to Jay Briscoe. I still remember <laughs> buying the beginning of uh, the Ring of Honor DVD sets. Um, I remember him coming out as the very first person walking through that curtain, taking that swig of water and just chucking the bottle into the ring with Mark walking right behind him. I have followed their career for years. Um, I always tell the story on the show about um, an old friend of mine when I used to work at a law firm in downtown. Uh, I always shout him out. His name Sean Robinson. And he was my Ring of Honor DVD plug. And not only was he handing me DVDs, he was handing them to me in order. So I remember oh. from the early years of the Briscoes, from Jay and Mark fighting each other, to the Jim Cornette years when they were managing them, to when them boys were going two straight on everybody in two out of three falls matches to some of the greatest battles I've ever seen in tag teams. I've, I've always said it. Um, the Briscoes were always a top five team every year that they were together. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn what year you look at it. I don't give a damn what companies were out. These boys took on everybody and <clears throat> defeated everybody you name a name that's currently in this business right now whether they're still wrestling or they're retiring or they're not being booked anywhere they've been through the briscoe and the briscoes have you know what i'm saying they've they've shined every time it's hard to go out there and say that any of these dudes had a bad match and not only that when it comes to jay in like specific you want to talk about uh, an underrated singles competitor you know, a former two-time Ring of Honor world champion. And, like, people, it depends on where you look at professional wrestling because there are people who are purists. There are people who are casuals. There are people who are just in for the entertainment, the mic workers, and then the people that just want to shit online. It's hard to find a goal, uh, excuse me, a hole in this man's game, whether it's being serious, but whether it's being, you know, goofy with his brother, whether it's getting Papa Briscoe involved. Like, it's hard. Hmm to turn off the television when this man is on it. And it's crazy to say that line based on the fact that this man never had tele- uh, national television time. Mm-hmm. Now, with all due right. respect to Destination America, with all due respect to HDNet, with all due respect to Sinclair, this is a guy that influenced this business, whether it was in the ring or out of the ring, and was never on a national television stage. It, I, I could say so much more about Jay Briscoe, but as someone who's followed his career, like even the early impact days, you know what I'm saying? Like it it sucks. It sucks because 13 times wasn't even enough for this man. Right. And I think, you know, the more we discuss this man throughout the show and the watch along, uh, I hope hopefully you fans who may have never seen a Briscoe's match or never watched the early ROH DVDs, you know, hopefully this inspires you to, you know, go out there and get Honor Nation and see what we're talking about. You know, like Nick said, he started getting into him in 2013. There was 11 years before that that this man did some amazing work. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully we can, 
you know, do Jay Wright as fans and, you know, talk about how great of a human being and performer that he truly was. So it's oh, yeah. not funny again, but you said how everyone sleeps on him being a phenomenal singles performer. But as I said, I met him as like a singles performer. Yep. And then you mentioned the TV thing. And as you know, at least back East ring of honor comes on at all odd times when it was right on after TV. SNL for us. Yeah. And that, so yeah. my dad, it's funny you say SNL, my dad would watch SNL. And then my dad was just always up throughout the night would watch ring of honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause he grew up from me liking it. So my dad like kind of just naturally liked wrestling and he actually hit me up about uh, Jay's passing because my dad, you know, he just remembered him because Jay Briscoe is a guy you remember, just his character, too, as a whole, you remember. And my dad's like, like, holy shit, I remember watching him from time to time after Saturday Night Live, blah, blah, blah. Because my dad would call me and was like, "You do you watch this Ring of Honor shit? And I'm like, you know, occasionally, but it's like, damn, like you know what I mean? It's like, dude left an impact even on casuals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that that's actually how I got introduced into Ring of Honor because I used to work overnight and I'd go because I, you know, I was in charge. So I'd get like food for my crew and shit, take it upstairs to the break room. We had TV up there. I'd go up there and it was fucking wrestling on TV. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I think the first the first person I saw was like Roddy Strong. It was Roderick Strong versus I, I can't remember who it was, but I know it was Roderick Strong was one of because I remember he had that big ass forehead. And I'm like, damn, this motherfucker got a big forehead. <laughs> so I was like, who the fuck is this? And I come to find out later is Roderick Strong or whatever. But that's how I got introduced in the Ring of Honor too. But one of the things I wanted to ask you guys was, um, I guess we can we can do this. What's your favorite? If you if you even have one, and it can be current from any time. What's your favorite memory of the Briscoes? Um, oh, for me, honestly, it. one of the things that I I urge people to go do if they're not familiar with the Briscoes. If I had to point somebody to something, that's probably that probably would have been a better question. If you could point someone to something, what would you point them to? Um, I would tell you go to YouTube and type in Briscoes go hunting for the young bucks <laughs> and watch that promo. It's like I think it's like five or six minutes long, bro. It is the it, it is it it gives you everything you need to know about these guys. These guys were nothing if not themselves, bro. They were chicken farmers. Like that's what they were. These dudes are chicken farmers. It's not a gimmick. That's not a they didn't have all these cameras out there recording a vignette on a stage. Like they were on their farm with all these dead chickens that they had to put down because they had gotten fucking sick and they lost fifty thousand dollars and they turned it into a promo. And at one point in <laughs> At one point in this video, Jay <laughs> just starts saying, man, fuck this shit. Because uh, his brother, Mark, says, man, we fucking killing on these chickens. We didn't even get to go hunting. And then Jay just fucking loses it because he was already upset. And this guy brought it up. And it brought those feelings back up that he was pissed. So he fucking walks off camera. He's like, fuck, fuck this shit. And they're bleeping it. And his wife is like, Jamin. And that's like one of the first times I ever heard her actually use his real name. She was like, Jamin. He's like, who the fuck you talking to? Like, he was walking up to his wife, like, who the fuck? Like, he just yeah. freaks out, walks off the fucking camera set. And then uh, he's like, I'm going to go hunting. And the Mark is like, well, you, I ain't going hunting. You ain't going hunting. And I guess, I don't know what Jay did off camera. But Mark is looking at him like, oh, what? And he pulls a pocket knife. <laughs> he pulls a pocket knife on his old brother. Like, bro, it, it, you know, I would really highly recommend you guys go 
search that up yourself, watch it. That gives you a, a, a really good encapsulation of like their personalities and how they were, man. Mine, uh, uh go, sorry. I'm going to let you go after me, Brian, because you're probably, you're the fanatic and the, I'd say the, the historian on that. I, I, I got a lot of stories of Jay yeah, in, the, so, in the clan. But mine, um, because like with Ring of Honor, as the voice said, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever been a consistent watcher, but I've gone back and watched a lot, hot years. Um, one that stood out to me, and I'm thinking like modern, like you said, if I had to tell someone, the cage match he had with Samoa Joe. Uh, that was really dope from back in the day. And it looks not, he looks nothing like how he looks now, then, too. Um, so I'd say that just because blood, it was just intense. You know, it's modern wrestling. You see him with a bigger modern name now, and you. Like I said, I love tag team wrestling, but I love seeing tag team wrestlers who shine as singles. And like I said, he is one of them. Well, I, I can give you I can give you guys a personal story. I can give you guys matches. Um, I'll start off with the match. Like uh, one of my favorite tag team matches of all time. And I, I've said this on the UWO a bunch of times. Uh, it always goes back to good times, great memories. Uh, it was the night that Cole Cabana was actually leaving to go to WWE. And it was a matchup in which the Briscoes were defending the titles against the Murder City Machine Guns. And this is before they were the Motor City Machine Guns. But it was Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin. And one of the reasons why I love this matchup so much when it comes to tag team pure wrestling is you can watch that match. And then you can go and watch, you know, FTR versus Alpha Academy. And you can go and watch, you know, the Usos and the New Day. And you can see that this style was happening on the independent circuit before it was truly being shown on, you know, the mainstream television professional wrestlers, even with Impact, too. But um, I always go to this match because a lot of people know Bris the Briscoes for being like these hard-hitting, violent guys who are always bleeding and stuff. But when you want to talk about, like, pure technical like wrestling and tag team wrestling it's like you know they don't they don't get that prop enough like you know to go in the ring with a guy like chris saban who at that time was like this young athletic high flyer and a guy like alex shelley who another person who doesn't get enough credit nowadays and, and you know on on busted open they talk about giving flowers to wrestlers like alex shelley has you know redefined professional wrestling and we see it everywhere through guys like seth rollins and stuff like that and like Kenny Omega's, like Shelly was doing that stuff first, you know, and to see those four guys go out there and put on a 30 minute banger and that crowd ate everything up. That 30 minutes goes by like that watching that match, whether it's the comedy, whether it's the, you know, the breaking up of like tags or like just the guy who's on the apron, his partner's in the submission hold and they're like, you know what? I got five seconds. I'm just going to go in there and break it up and hop right back out. Hold on. To the <laughs> like just little things like that. It was so entertaining. <laughs> Um, when it comes to like a promo or something, I always say that, uh, the Briscoes are underrated with their promos. If you guys, uh, do yourself a favor, go on YouTube and look up when Jay Briscoe had to get stripped of the title from Ring of Honor when he injured his shoulder and not the promo of him drinking and he's pissed off and cursing at the camera, the video of his entire family giving him an intervention. Like this man's ready to go bow hunting and Papa Briscoe's like, you can't go bow hunting with a bad shoulder. And he just pulls that bow back with that bad shoulder. And anyone who's seen the shoulder, just imagine like your collarbone right here popped up into the back over here, like on the side of your neck. Like, yeah. Nope. Just imagine trying to take a bow and pulling it back and either pulling it or holding it in place. And then, yeah, I'm all set. I'm all set. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then, you know, Papa Briscoe's like, you can't go out like that. And all he kept doing was drinking during the day, and he's going bow hunting with a pistol. And they just had these edits where Jay's sitting there drunk, talking to the camera with a cigarette or like a cigar in his mouth. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you, Whether you shoot a deer or you, you know what I'm saying, you hit him with a bow, it ain't going to make a difference. As long as there's meat in the freezer, we good. Like, it just, it just, the comedy works with it so well. And um, when it comes to like personal things, like, I don't know if you guys ever heard about the the infamous Briscoe RV that that goes around the shows. Uh, back in the early years when I used to go to shows, my first show that I ever went to was a show called A Fight at the Roxbury. If you can ever find that in the Ring of Honor DVD catalog, that was the very first show that I went to. And um, on that card, Jay Briscoe was in the main event, and he was one of the reasons why I went. He was going for the world title against a guy named Takeshi Morishima. And um, earlier on in the night, Mark was fighting uh, Kevin Steen, who is now known as Kevin Owens, mm. for those who don't know. And prior to the show, I always tell the story of me bumping into BJ Whitmer, who currently works for Ring of Honor, uh, hitting on my ex-girlfriend. Uh, yes. what, I never, yeah. what, I, what I never tell people about that story is later on that night when the show is over, they end the show with a brawl between Steen and Generico and the Briscoes because they come out and interfere after the match is over. After the show was over, my ex-girlfriend at the time, and I have another funny thing about Jay Briscoe for some reason, my my last two ex-girlfriends, my ex-wife and my current uh, wife, all have a thing for Jay Briscoe. I don't know what yeah. it is, but I date women who like Jay Briscoe. It's, it's weird as hell. But uh, after the show, I see this rusty-ass RV outside of the building. And me and my ex are outside having a smoke, you know what I'm saying, Pop, smoking a Jay. And we're looking at this RV. We're like, man, this thing is big but raggedy. And come to find out, it was the Briscoe's RV. Because they come walking out of the back, them two, their girlfriends, Papa Briscoe, Mama Briscoe, and I just see them walk into this RV. And I'm not somebody who, I'm not a camera picture taker. I'm not like an Instagram poster. So yeah. I don't have the photo evidence of this. But <clears throat> I will never forget bumping into them and just saying what up and telling them I drove from Rhode Island to Roxbury to come check out this match. And they're like, oh, did you have a good time? Jay and Mark sat out there for a good five minutes with me, just talking that shit. Papa Briscoe goes into the uh, into the RV, comes back out with beers, offers us a beer. And I was like, I can't drink because I got to drive back. My girl had a beer with them. They all cheers it up. It was one of the coolest fucking moments I ever had as a pro wrestling fan. And that's wow. one of the reasons why I will always stand by what Ring of Honor has done and the commitment they have to their fans and that day forward, Jay Briscoe was one of those people in pro wrestling to me that I and, and Mark as well. You know, I know this is about Jay, but as fans, we can't forget about Mark. And I'm praying for Mark just as much as the rest of yeah. his family. Um, I always had love for them boys. And not only that, the talent that these two guys exerted and the journey that they went on is a story that I watched from beginning. And unfortunately, now I can say to the end of Jay's life. And it sucks to say that, but it's one of those stories that, you know, whether I have children in the future or, you know, my children that I have now with my current girl or my current wife, it's it's something that I will always show them because it's such an amazing story of two brothers who went from backyarders to, to, to we don't even talk about this, but to the fact that these two boys were a pillar to the fact that Ring of Honor was able to perform and sell out Madison Square garden yep. like them boys did it like they made it to msg you know what i'm saying and and like i said i i got nothing but love for this man jay briscoe and his family 
Like they, they were just awesome people, awesome wrestlers, awesome performers. They're, they're just top notch in my book, man. Yeah. You got to think selling out, helping tremendously sell out Madison square garden. Like you can talk about, yeah, I performed in AT&T or Arthur Ashe stadium, whatever, but every wrestler wants to perform in MSG. So not and only did go- you perform, but you're part of the sellout, you know? I mean, if you think about it, they were part of the biggest story that happened that night. It was mm-hmm. them and when Enzo, uh, Enzo and Cash jumped the yes. rail. Who did yep. they fight? Yeah. They fought the Briscoes. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Actually that was what, 2018, I think? 2019? Yeah, that was uh, the the same night that uh, Bret Hart got attacked right before the year before COVID. Yeah. I, I, I completely yeah, I forgot thought- about that Enzo and Cash thing where they, they jumped the rail. Wasn't Bully there also? Yeah, Bully was there too. Uh, he was one of the guys who helped uh, break everything up. Because yeah, that was an ROH uh, New Japan show, if I remember. He was right. not uh, happy. Supercard. Uh, yeah, that was, Supercard. Oh, that was Mania Weekend. Yeah, you just said Hall of Fame. Yeah, it was Mania Weekend. Um, yeah, and it sucks too because you know he would have been. Because I told Lou, I don't know if you uh, heard it yet, Brian, but probably by now. But the ROH is doing a show, which is conveniently because that's AEW, a lot of AEW talent as well. But uh, Mania Weekend here in uh, LA, and I probably would have gone to see. So kind of sad. Yeah. I don't know where they're doing it, but somewhere in LA. Not the forum though. Okay. But somewhere. Somewhere cool. Regardless. Yeah. Uh yeah, them boys. Uh so I'm gonna ask you guys one quick question before we start. I said mine the other day on the pod. I've always wanted to see the Usos and Briscoes, just a match, similar styles. We were saying off air how the Usos are kind of rip off in a way of that, the way they dress, present themselves, things like that, right? So very similar. But for you guys, whether it's single or tag, like what's something you've wanted to see that sadly we won't be able to? Hmm. I mean, they've wrestled almost everybody. They have, to be honest. Like everybody. Um, Honestly, I think I don't remember if they have wrestled um, Penta and Phoenix, but I would have liked to have seen fucking uh, Penta and Phoenix, Lucha Brothers versus Briscoe's match um, for sure. I just watched, I, don't, I didn't watch the match you were talking about, Brian, but I watched the um because I've been watching their matches all week. I watched them wrestle Motor City Machine Guns where they won the titles. Um, and that was a fucking fantastic match. Um but uh yeah, I think I'd go with Penta and Phoenix, man. I think that'd be a fucking that would have been a I hate talking about that shit like that. Like it's just, it's such a mm. final thing. Like fuck man, it fucking sucks, dude. Yeah, it does. I it I mean sucks. I mean, I'm Nick. I'm, I'm. I've been preaching that for decades. I wanted Briscoes versus the Usos. It's like, with all due respect to the New Day, with all due respect to FTR, and, and I'm and I'm not saying this in any way, shape, or form, trying to disrespect the Usos when I say this, but in my eyes, they have always been like the best tag team out there, besides the Briscoes. I've always said they were number two. And with all due respect to FTR, that everyone's been champion in FTR. I always say, until you fight them boys, you can't take claim to be number one, you know, and they did. They got their wins. They got the two out of three falls wins. So for now, and unfortunately going forward, and, I, and I, I'm and i trying to be so respectful when I say this, FTR right now is number one in my eyes, you know, because unfortunately the Briscoe brothers are no more, yeah. you know. But when it comes to that ultimate dream match, I always wanted them in the Usos, unfortunately, like we discussed offline, there were reasons that they were being held apart, you know. Uh, 
we see now, you know, unfortunately after Jay's passing that there must have been some type of communication between the two teams. I know they've definitely met before because I've heard stories of how the Briscoes have been to, you know, WWE house shows and events. So they may have crossed paths in real life outside of professional wrestling or, you know, in the back and stuff. But um, it was a match that we were never able to get. And I always say that. And like I said, I don't want to disrespect the Usos, but to me, it's always been the Usos were the they were the demolition to these guys, you know, Legion of Doom slash Road Warriors. Like that's a like hell. That's that's a, that's a great comparison, honestly. That's and a, it, that, that that's really good. And it, but to me, it's always been true. And I know to some fans who may not have you know followed the Briscoes' career. And I know, you, like you guys said, you caught on to them later on in their careers. But I've always seen that parallel. And from the day, like I said, they turned into the Uso Penitentiary. It was like, well, now you're just basically blatant, blatantly ripping off the Briscoes because it's pretty much the same thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I, I even say it right now. If you go ahead and look at main event Jey Uso, his haircut is just like uh, Mark Mark's hair was. You know, Jimmy got the long hair. Jay got the uh, short hair. Jay always had the long hair for the Briscoes, except for when they went for the bald look. Mark always had the crazy wild hair. You know what I mean? Uh, there were two brothers. You know, it's always like, it's cool to have tag teams put together that aren't blood, you know, like the New Day and the Dudleys and Edge and Christian. But there's always something when you get brothers in a race. Mm-hmm. Like the magic that we get from the Hardys and the Young Bucks, you know, we can only get because it's it's four men in there and two of them are blood on each side. You know, I always wanted to see that matchup because it was, it, they were two of the best tag teams over the past 10 years. And, Unfortunately, like I said, for reasons that we could not control as fans, we never got that matchup. Yep. You ready to kick this, Lou? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so again, I guess what we'll do is we'll do a – let me get it set up here. Well, Lou Let's gets it set up for those. I'll try to drag this out for a second if you want to catch up, peoples. <laughs> We're going to watch along. I'm speaking slowly. Uh, FTR and Briscoe dog collar match, which you can find on YouTube. Uh, so if you would like to watch once again, the FTR Briscoe's dog collar match with us as we speak. Yeah, if about- you, uh, if you just type in FTR Briscoe's, it'll, it should pop up right there for you. It has the full running time. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to pull that up real quick, we'll kind of, I just got to lower the little patty cake here. <laughs> play a little patty cake while you do that. And, uh, yeah. So we'll do. I'm gonna count down from three, and then on three, I guess we'll hit play, and then from there we'll just. So I'm gonna be that guy that they do in all the movies. So is it like one, two, three, go? (laughs) Like so, on three, are we punching, or on three, are we waiting for go and punching? (laughs) I'm gonna be that guy. (laughs) I figured it's one, two, three. You hit the button on three. Got it. So. All right. So press There's got to be a better way to do this, but this is how we're going to do it. So, <laughs> one, two, three. Hey. Look at that. With them titles. Because it yeah. even has the little, even has the little build up and shit before yeah. the match, which I like. So I didn't actually, because you know sometimes these have cuts in them. I'm pretty sure it doesn't have cuts because I kind of skipped here and there and watched like a minute or two and it was fine. So I'm pretty right. sure this is the match in its entirety. What did you think about that ass boys thing? Well, like I didn't uh, read the card and 
I mean, personally, if if you weren't able, like we said, if if it was something that Warner was really blocking them from being visibly seen on television, yeah. um, I mean, it was cool because at the same time, it was working on the FTR ass boy storyline that was going on after. So I, I liked the yeah. little tie in. Uh, but it was kind of cool because they opened up the presidents and they were like, oh, look, you guys get dog collars. Here's a letter from them boys written in blood. I, I loved it. I personally, yeah. I enjoyed that. Uh, this took place in mass, didn't it? This pay-per-view, I think, right? Uh, the dog collar match? Yeah, it took place in mass. I think Lola. No, no, no. Mass was the mm. uh, the first match. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. I was. I actually wanted to go to that pay-per-view. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it. But. Does Ring, did Ring of Honor ever come to Providence? Yeah, they did a couple house. They did a couple house shows, and they did a pay per view uh, years ago. It was uh, so, the main. The main event was uh, Kevin Steen versus Eddie Kingston for the ROH title. I'm gonna have to go. Watch. Was that was the pay per view? I'm assuming at the Dunk. Yeah, no, no, it was actually at the Convention Center. Okay, were all so, their shows always at the Convention Center? Yeah, when they came to Providence, yeah. it was always at the Convention Center. Actually, in the earlier, earlier years of Ring of Honor, um, they mm -hmm. actually did it uh, off of. Uh, what was it? Uh, Westminster Street. Reach for the sky. Oh, I think a banger, bro. It oh, is. Yeah. I've been listening to that show on repeat on because it's on YouTube. Hmm. And have my little headphones in at work and I play that shit like six times an hour. Those jackets. Yeah, boy. It's just, you know what you loved about the Briscoes in general gave me that vibe like, yeah, we're just going to go out there and beat the piss out of each other. Not like, oh, don't hit me too hard. Kind of, yeah. you know how some, like, they're like those that lay it in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Jay's, Jay's the one that knocked his fucking brother Steve out with that yeah, chair yeah. shot. That's the truth. Fucking ripped his whole shit. If you guys yeah. want something else funny to see, uh, look up Mark, uh, Mark, Bris uh, Mark Briscoe's Christmas gift. He sells his teeth on eBay, and he does like, uh, he does like a like a two minute infomercial trying to sell his teeth. It's hilarious. Oh shit, Jeez. man! It was it's like I said yesterday. I watched that Eddie Kingston homicide match with these guys, and that was like <clears throat> I don't want to say peak ROH, but everything about that match from the atmosphere of it and the match that they had and the the even the announcing um it kind of took me back because i remember watching those shows and it was so different than like wwe because obviously wwe was the only other thing going besides like tna yeah um and fucking ring of honor was just so different man because i wasn't so ingrained in like a lot of indies and it just took me back man it just took me back watching that 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 freaking episode which is also on youtube guys if you also want to watch that it's kind of nuts looking at the like rewatch. This is my first time rewatching it. That yeah. FTR got no belts. Now. They got no belts now. Zero titles. Zero. Yeah, they're on a little extended vacation there. They might want to think twice about uh running back, back home from <laughs> uh, the over there. I said the same thing. I'm like, good thing they're taking these couple months off. You know, figure out. Hopefully, what you uh, do. hopefully they didn't sign that contract in permanent pen. Hopefully, erasable pen. <clears throat> yeah. One thing I love about this match that I remember from when I watched it the first time is that immediately they put those fucking collars on and immediately the fuckery begins. There's no feeling out yeah. process. There's no tugging on the chain. It's just it's just right madness. <laughs> right Isn't it jump, like bro. 
isn't it like beautiful? I guess I, I'm trying to need there's probably a better word though, like how he did pass as a champ, though, you know? Yeah. Like it's it's just they only fitting. On top, man. They went out on top. They had that trilogy of matches. Everyone was better than the next. And man, they went out as champions, man. They, there's you know, it's it's poetic, unfortunately. It's it's kind of like a weird way to say it, you know. But I'm really glad that they they were able to have that moment, man. What do you think the four of them were thinking when they got presented with this match idea? Let's tear the house down. Yeah, let's get it. Because this is a match, obviously, it's been done more recently. Now that AEW obviously is using it, which I love these these types of matches. But this is a physical fucking match, like in general. And that and that's always been the thing about the Briscoes. There, they've always been physical. It's never been yeah. like you know. You know, go in here. What do you do? Let's get your shit in. It's like, no, we're going to do stuff to you and we're going to make it look good and bring it right back to us. And like I said, it's been like that their entire careers. You better get the the fuck out of that ring, ref. Yeah, the crowd. I don't know why they have a ref. You better get your eyes out the ring. The crowd's instantly popping. Mm -hmm. I love that when he's like slings the chain. Yeah. Holy shit chance already. Holy shit yeah. chance. This match just fucking Belgians rang is already holy shit chance. Well, this guy's got to fight like an eight year old girl shirt. Could you now? I'm not saying Ring of Honor is not a major promotion. So before we go there, but would you say outside of like major, major companies, they're probably the most popular wrestlers? I feel like everyone knows the Briscoes. Oh, easily. Easily. Yeah, I, mean, I think, especially in America too, like you got to remember when Ring of Honor first started. It wasn't supposed to be like a storyline promotion. It was supposed to be yeah. just like like King of the Indies type thing, where mm-hmm. it's like the best independent wrestlers from around Oof. the world were all there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then these young and up-and-coming guys in the Briscoes were just a tag team that were there. And they put on banger matches every time when they would lose. It was to the point where it was like, okay, well, it's time to give these boys some shine. You know, and even during the transitional years in the beginning when Rob Feinstein owned the company and his all of his drama happened and got rid of it and sold it to Kerry Silken. They knew they had something with these two like homegrown guys. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, they they never they never missed. It's insane how quick they bled in this match. <laughs> I'm pretty I'll sure believe- Jay's right. Jay's already busted open. I think. Oh, oh no, Mark's, Mark's already, already bleeding, bro. Mark? Mark is bleeding bad. Boom, and I think Jay starts bleeding like shortly right after yeah, it's this. Shortly after, yeah. I will tell you right now, nobody bleeds like Jay Briscoe bleeds. I've said that forever. Yeah, Mark's fucked up. So crazy, man. People who watch this shit, like, I know, you know, you have your subset of people out there who don't understand why the fuck we're watching this. Um, He throws the water. (laughs) You don't understand how fucking dangerous this match is with these guys being tied to each other like this, man. Because you can pull your shit the wrong way. yeah like you get that's part of like the whole thing it's just like these guys are literally putting their lives on the line to do this shit because come on man these guys are chained together fucking like this shit is crazy bro i mean i don't care how that chain hurts to get hit with i was gonna say you also got to think too as a like as someone who's not a performer but like just as a human being like think about how coordinated you have to be to not get tangled up in that chain how to like be prepared for whatever is about to happen next and make sure the chain's in the right spot and move the right way so you're not tangling like how, yourself. Like how he jumped off the ring apron and all that. Yep. Look at him bust it open. Oh, shit. Crazy oh. chicken. Dude, man. 
fucking cannonball fucking plancha, bro. <laughs> to the floor. Oh, it's insane. I say and I and I say like this is like the best tag team match I've ever seen. It's probably blasphemy to a lot of people because when you say it's the best <laughs> tag team match I've seen, you expect like Bret Hart or like the Hart Foundation versus like some other technical team, you know, like yeah. you want to see pure technical wrestling. But this to me is like it's just dudes going out there and, and, and just see, yeah. I love like I love technical wrestling, especially in the tags, but I've always been one of them. The more people involved in the match, the crazier it should be. Oh, yes. That's mm. just me. Like, so a tag match, four people, like, just go to the fucking wall. Like, yeah, technical is cool and all. Don't get me wrong. You Some great technical tag matches, but yeah. How about that know. match uh, on Wednesday, man? Did you see fucking Dynamite, Brian? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you see fucking Bandito and Danielson? Mm. Yo, Mother Tony Khan heard us is so underrated, man. What like, the fuck was that I, match, man? I, I, I need to watch more of him. Like, I, I known about him. I've seen him in a bunch of like different spots, like doing stuff for Ring of Honor before before he was even champion. But I never realized how good that guy really is, man. He is really, really good. Bro, they went out there, and you know, I was expecting Bandito and to come out flying, and Danielson to probably try to like ground him. The motherfucker started having a technical wrestling match. Yeah. I was like, Lou, what about Tony Khan must listen to the show? Because, again, we were bitching about how Bandito was on elevation. Literally, I'm at Dynamite. Because I was at that one in the forum where the Young Bucks won the titles. Oh, you Uh, went there? Nice. Yeah, okay. Because I'm only like 45 minutes from there. Oh, okay. okay. And uh, I saw Bandito. I was like, this motherfucker listens. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Tony Khan, we need a grant, Bandito, to me, is so underrated, man. I I really want to see more of him. He's so good. Yeah, right now, Bandito, like last year and this year, he's my, besides Osprey, because I'm fucking always singing the praises of Osprey, but Bandito's no my favorite, man. Bandito is so good. He's not the biggest guy, but that dude is strong as fuck. Like, yeah. he's super criminally, yeah, that, irrationally that, strong. That top rope, like, fall away flip that he does, like, I get nervous every time he goes yeah. for it, man. I love how they did the camera angles in this match, like splitting the cameras that time so you see everyone. Because sometimes they'll they don't do that; they just focus on the one guys. Yeah. And you know, I know this is like a we're we're, we're shining light on Jay here, and I know FTR does get a lot of praise, but oh, it's like yeah. man, I, I give them a lot of respect because they they don't need to be doing this, bro. They don't need no. to be putting their bodies out there like on the line, like in matches like this. They could, you know, they could kind of coast and take it easy and have really good matches but these motherfuckers they they they're willing to do anything and i i gotta respect that dax was one of my low-key sleep uh wrestlers of the year for 2022 oh he, yeah. he was number two yeah. for me overall yeah he had like, a fucking phenomenal year win or loss like yeah. dax was tearing it up and, and bro he's solid punching punch. him in the forehead he's punching yeah, him in the he's forehead literally right punching his forehead he's literally punching art. him in the forehead that's an <laughs> art form that brett hart used to always talk about he goes i can go full blast and catch you in the face and won't hurt you you know what I mean? It, it just goes to show I'll how never, these boys are. I'll never forget, Brian, when I first met you, speaking like punching in the face. When you, I don't know if you were training. I think you were training, and you were telling uh, oh, me because I, I didn't know. I didn't know this till you. Uh-huh. The whole like stopping thing, like this, yeah, or whatever you were telling me, the, whatever. And then you said that one dude just kept on potatoes. Oh yeah, no, I, I have a story of uh, when I was training. The, this kid that I was training with, we were uh, working punches. Like our trainer had us in like a circle where we were working punches. 
And this one kid in our class was like the stiff kid, and he didn't realize he was stiff. Like he was, he was also short. So anytime, like he was on my left side, so we were going in a circle. Oh, he was, yeah, he was on my left side. We were going in a circle, and every time he went to me, he would catch me at the draw, but he would connect every time. So they're like, all right, switch. And the kid goes, oh, I got to get a drink. My teacher goes, no, you're staying right there. And he knew the first punch I threw was going to be a receipt. First chance I got, whack, caught him. Like, just, oh, damn near dropped the kid. He goes, yo, he blasted me. I'm like, yeah, that's because you connected every time. You're not supposed to connect. But oh, there's Jay. Oh, there he's bleeding like a stuff. Look tank. at him. Jay Ooh. wide open. Every time Jay man. is busted open, kid. If you if you want like to even see, like you're saying the coordination piece, like you were saying, like look what they're doing right here on yeah. the top it's rope. A, there's a million ways this could go bad, like yeah, a million with ways. One, especially because he's outside the ring, so the chain yeah. could have pulled. Like, look at Jay. Uh, and and another thing, when we talk about like FTR going against the Briscoes, right? Uh, this is another thing that I loved about <laughs> these guys, and it goes to show how good they truly are when. Teams were to leave WWE. One of the teams they had to go through was the Briscoes because it's like, yeah. all due respect to FTR, like them versus the Young Bucks was it a dream match? Yes, but it's like, all right, now you guys are out of WWE. You guys are free. I got to see you against the Briscoes, and they wanted this match. And not only did they get it, they got three of them. And this yeah, they used back- to talk a bunch of shit on Twitter. Yeah, they were they were going. There's a lot going back and forth about them because. Um, the Briscoes were were that team. Like you remember when Cody left WWE and he made the list. That he yeah. was like, I want to wrestle all of these people. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Briscoes to me were always going to be that list. It's like, if FTR does not fight the Briscoes, they can't say they're the best in the world. Yeah. Did and, Cody complete and, that list? Yeah. I think within a year, within his first year, he completed it. Yeah. This is a spot that I can't, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, see, like, you can't convince me to do this. <laughs> you know, I probably end up getting convinced. For those of you just listening, I don't know why you're listening. You should be watching this along with us. But yes. uh, uh, Cash is choking Mark Ooh. over the top rope with the fucking dog collar. My God, yeah. dude. Cash was in the middle of the ring. Mark was dangling outside of it. Yeah, it's just. I've dude. always loved how. Like Jay, like their hair, they've always pulled that off good, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And I know we're going to see it later, but it's just that fucking Jay Driller as a finisher mm-hmm. is I, I've only come to around on it and loved it like recently because that's a fucking that shit looks devastating. Like there's yes. certain moves that look like shit, mm-hmm. but that movement looks fucking like it. It's. It could. It's just the sh- greatest fucking move, and and like that's a finisher. Nobody should be kicking out of that. And I'll tell you right now. And one thing I learned when I trained as a wrestler is when you come up with a finishing move, you got to be able to hit it on anybody. Ooh, the froggy bow with the chain on it. Froggy bow. Um, I like I said, the very first show I ever went to was Jay Briscoe uh, fighting in the main event against a guy named Takeshi Morishima. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who he is, but do yourself a favor. Yeah, I've heard and, and Google that man. He is a six foot, I want to say like six foot two, six foot three Japanese guy who weighed about like 300 pounds, who would move around the ring like he's Keith Lee. Jay was able to get him up and hit him with the Jay Driller and literally held him up there, took a step or two, and then dropped him on his head. Like, Jay is underratedly strong, man. 
And it's crazy, too, because, like, you look at their bodies, like, they're obviously not in bad shape, but he doesn't look like he'd be that strong, you know? Yeah. I would say that. it's the country boy strength. Like, look yeah, at guys oh, like Brock yeah. Lesnar. Yeah, that's that Brock Lesnar strength, boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah, oh, yeah, so, like, obviously, I've met people from everywhere, and they always say, like, the, they say, uh, the cornfield strength. Yep. That that's a real thing. Them country boys, country, like you, country boy strength's country a real fucking thing. It's a real thing. It's legit a real thing. It's just from working, just from working in the farms. Up at like three a.m., getting ready to milk the cows. You know, move the hay. And hail bales. Yep. Hail bales and shit. Bro, how can you? I'm always gonna be a mark. I'm always gonna be a mark for a table spot. Like I always oh, will okay. be. Like Same. I feel. With things like I'm always like, there's always a part of me as a child watching. Like, yes, put them through the tape. You know what I like, like about I, this? I got, when I'm at a wrestling show and the We Want Tables star, I'm chanting because I legitimately want tables, not because I want to be cool and fit in with the crowd. Yeah, no, but you know, you you saying that you know what was cool about that is they pulled the table out, but nobody was chanting We Wanted Tables. They just were like, yeah, I'm bringing a table out. Table, yep. Because they were so into the match. I think sometimes when you get chance in a match. It's not that you're not into the match, but you're, yeah, you're not, not even, 100% in. Yeah, like everyone's invested. 100% invested in watching this. The ref gave up. He's like outside. He's like, I, I can't. I'm not doing this. Oh, I can wait for the ref. <laughs> get spot another ref. Match too. I just remember. Oh, they have a second <laughs> ref outside. Okay. Being a ref in this match has got to be kind of hard. Yeah, you don't have to like control anything, but you really got to make sure these motherfuckers ain't hurt either. <laughs> yeah. Bro, cash is. Oh my god. This, yeah. this, this, this could have went horribly wrong. Yeah, this oh, annoyed God. me when I watched it because I felt like he was up there forever trying to wrap this thing around his head. Mm. And I was like, come on, man. But look at this. He's literally wrapping it around his neck. Like, he could, yeah, he could have. Like, uh, what are you doing? It's like a super so bang. Yeah, he just was like, fuck it. Yeah, he said, like, fuck he got it. enough of it. <laughs> he got enough oh, of it on there. Like, I understood the point. I'm there. always, once again, gonna be a mark, and I'm definitely, I'm pretty sure FTR did on purpose, wearing white when you know there's gonna be blood. Like, oh, at, yeah. an, like Anarchy in the arena, mm -hmm. like how everyone was wearing white, and I was there, and I was just like, oh my god! <laughs> like, white and blood is just meant to be. It works. Because that's something I would do if I wrestled. It's one thing I always heard about in the wrestling business. Red equals green. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's true. It draws money. Except some people bitch online when women bleed, but that's a whole other conversation. Oh. <laughs> a whole other thing. Ruby, Ruby was fucking my god. That girl had crimson mask. She had the stone cold crimson mask on. Like good for them, but what I don't want to. That, that get was it. a great match. Like it was. Match. People really suck, man. Oh, oh, oh there it is. That's, that's the ref right. spot. The ref yeah. needs a dispatch too, bro. That's one of those. Yeah, that. How I've often never is that? Seen how that often before. does that happen? Really, I've never really seen that before, ever. bro. I can't the think of it. Everybody's bleeding. The guys are bleeding. The refs bleeding. Everyone's bleeding. Everybody yeah, in I the crowd is just start bleeding. There it is. Look at all that. I love the oh, fan that you showed in the front row, just hanging over the rail with his beer, just like, "Yep, I'm enjoying these men beat the piss out of each other." And, th and that's what old school wrestling used to be, man. It's just like, yeah. I, I don't care about who's doing what or what storyline's going on. I just want to see people fighting. And Bro, I swear to God. Honestly, just start swinging. honestly, man, when the, when, I, when the ref slumped back in that corner and they showed the first shot of him bleeding, I was just like, I remember I was just yelling out, this is the fucking greatest match ever. 
Like it's the greatest match ever. He's the pissing. He's pissing blood out. Yeah. Like he's yeah. not. He's he's a, that ain't a small spot. I think he bladed a little too deep. Those trademark yeah. Jay Briscoe chaps. Yep. Oof. Boom. Boom. Fucking face. Mm. So one thing about Dax, I love it. He's so snappy, bro. He is. Thomas. Just, wow, just a slap in the shots. face. There's, a, there's a photo of them four after, right? In the back having a drink together. Yep. I thought so. Yeah, I think oh, uh, yeah. Dax posted it after uh, after he found out about the that might have to be that might have to be the photo. Yeah, that might have to be the photo for this one. Yeah, it's always a struggle trying to figure out what photo we're gonna use to Oh, oh my god, that's gotta hurt, bro. That's gotta hurt. Yeah, so if you heard in the beginning of the show, I added the uh reach for the sky into our uh intro there. I'm gonna play that as long as uh I'm allowed. We're gonna see how it goes when I upload it. Until we got taken down one day. If somebody says take it down, then I'll fucking I'll just go back to the old if I can have that shit there forever, I'm gonna have it there forever. Uh, here comes the redneck kung fu. Oof. He's just chopping him in the neck. That's a brutal elbow, bro. That's another thing I, I want to say about the Briscoes, and especially Jay, too. It's like, as a wrestling fan, like, we, we understand there's gimmicks in the business. You know, some people are playing characters. Some people are good at it. Some people are horrible. But it's like, they seemed so real. Like, when you see these boys, whether it's cutting a promo, walking to the ring, or when the bell rings itself, it's like, you look at these guys and you're like, all right, I'm about to see some shit. Yeah. You know like they were two of the realest guys in the business, and their homage oh, to the LOD. Oh, he decided against that table spot. He's like, "No, nope, but here goes going Mark. through it anyway." Oh, oh, dude, that's gotta Ooh. hurt so bad. Mm. <sighs> Mark is taking a fucking ass kick in this match, bro. Yeah, yeah, he bled. What? How quick into the match? Five minutes? Immediately? Not even. <laughs> he is taking a fucking ass kick. In is Cash the only? Is Cash? I actually got a funny story about that spot he just did coming off the top rope uh, the, at the the night uh, the fight at the Roxbury show, the first show that I went to, right? Um, when it was him and Kevin Steen, there's a specific spot during the match, right, where Mark Briscoe is going up to the top rope. Jay Driller. Yep, there it is. One, two, two. Go. But but no, so like there's a spot on that match. If you guys ever find the show, right? There's a part where you know Steen's on the mat. He's he's laid out. Mark's climbing the top rope. He actually looks at me because he's going up, and I'm doing this to do the, the shooting star press. He looks over at me and does this. And as he's looking at me and does this, Steen comes up, punches him in the gut, and throws him through a table on the outside. Oh, so shit. every every time I see that show, I always look back and I'm like, Mark's pointing at me. He's talking to me. He's doing this, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, Mark. <laughs> it's all your fault. It's all my fault. He went through that table. Look at Jay, man. Jeez, bro, he completely cleared that table and just landed on chairs on his wow. lower back. I'm still not over that spot. Mm. Mm. When's the last time we saw someone take a legit chair shot to the head? Was it Cody? Uh, I saw some real uh, sweet. Didn't ones Cody take on, one on uh, Dynamite? He took a couple on Dynamite. 
Yeah, but Cody's you know, you crazy. You go back though. and watch Cody, like, Cody even does shit. Well, and all that shit. Like yeah, Cody was doing shit in AEW that didn't make no type of sense, bro. That whole like, fire like thing. Through, yeah, on fire what the table. Fuck, dude. Why are your pretty ass is trying to maim yourself? I have no idea. And I will say this: there is nobody that bleeds like Briscoe. If you want an example of that, look up um, the Ladder War pay per view. Uh, I believe it. I forgot which pay per view it was, but it was the first Ladder War with them versus uh, Cena and Generico. After the match was over, the Age of the Fall uh, group was debuting, and it involved you know a guy by the name of Tyler Black, uh, who Uh, you know does does something in WWE now. I can't remember, but. him and uh, Jimmy Jacobs and the Necro Butcher debuted. After the match was over, the Briscoes won, spoiler alert, and Jay was already bleeding. And they literally took him and hung him by his feet upside down on top, like in the arena where the belts were, like up in the air. And Jimmy, oh, Jacobs, Jimmy Jacobs stands underneath him in an all-white jacket and cuts like a six-minute promo with Jay just dripping blood down oh on him God. to the point where the entire white jacket was crimson red his Ooh. head looked like he just came out the shower it was one of the most like if you're squeamish please don't watch it but if you enjoy porn wrestling and you're not afraid of a little blood or a lot of blood definitely check that match out if, if you find that if you find that yeah, if you insane. find that you gotta send that my way yeah you gotta jump uh, on honor club i'm sure that shit's on honor club yeah they, they used to have these things before before they got on tv they had these things called the video wire which was like their you know, 10 minute YouTube videos that they would release every week. But, um, but yeah, if I can, I can find that one particular part because of the fact that it wasn't shown on the pay-per-view quote unquote, they cut the feed cause it was too graphic, but the video of it was released by ring of honor on a video wire. I'll actually, I'll look for that after while, while we're doing this. That's almost yeah, like it, the, very the Raven thing. The Raven had to come out and apologize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, remember that's like one Big of Buck- my favorite. That's one of my favorite things in pro wrestling ever. That fucking apology that he had to come out that on like on you know I'm sorry I had to do he had it. Had to use them big big ass words. Yeah. I apologize for my use of religious iconography. Yes, like half the people in that fucking crowd don't they're know like, what the fuck the you're fuck talking about, bro. Yeah, they're like a kind of what? Oh lord, this reminded me of the Mike Awesome Masato Tanaka spot. That was one of my backwards favorite. The power, power bomb off the top rope. Oh, <laughs> backwards power bomb off the top rope through a broken table, bro. That's a f- fuck out of here, bro. There ain't no way you can't pay me enough. Oh boy. Yeah, this is this, this so much blood. <laughs> Those trunks so are not white anymore. No, you can barely see the dates on them. Oh, super fucking plex, bro. On two chairs. That ring is covered. That's one thing I'm always amazed at. Well, obviously, this was this was the main event, right? Yes. There wasn't yeah. nothing wasn't after this. It's like, how do you not have this as the main event? Like, how do you clean the ring enough to for another match after this? These guys have been kicking each other's ass outside the ring like the whole match. They've been trying to get in that ring for like a good, what, five minutes now? And one person yeah. ain't letting the other one in. Like, Mark's just like on the floor pulling. Mark's like, you ain't going nowhere, fool. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. Ugh. Cross face with the chain. Bro, you might want to tap out, bro. Dax, he can't. He, he's not coming, bro. He's not coming. It looked like he was tapping right there. That's the sad part. He's, oh, there, there's the tap. 
There it is. You've won Fitting. the belt. But Fitting. at what cost? Yeah. 13 times, 13. man. He is done completely. Can you imagine? 30 minutes of a 30 a 30 minute ass kicking. And the crazy thing is, it didn't even feel like 30 minutes. No. No, that it's felt like a 15 minute match, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, that's just that. I really, the other matches are not on YouTube, so, um, and I'm not sure if they're even on Honor Club because they were on pay per views. Um, they should be though, because they usually put their pay per views on there afterwards. But, um, I really want to watch those other two matches, the previous two, especially the first one because it was so anticipated. Like, yeah. Do we? Uh, did we think Mark got it the worst in this one? I mean, Mark yes. took some of the worst, but you could say Dax did too. Because look at all the stuff. Yeah, he's yeah I would say Cash. Cash got off easy this yeah. match. He really, you he's, know, I mean, he's it's the pretty boy. He's say. the pretty boy of them, though. It's easy for me to say, but uh, yeah, tough motherfucker, though. Yeah. Here comes the bloody referee taking it off. Yeah, big guy, take that shit off. For real. There's those platinum belts, bro. And can I just say I love the fact Ring of Honor went back to the old school titles. I, I hated the ones they had for the past couple of years. They they, they looked they didn't I look like know, ROH. I, I do have to disagree on that. That world title, I think that world title is that gold world title is a that's a beautiful fucking belt, man. Oh no, it is. Don't get me wrong. The belt looked nice. Like the tag belts they didn't like them. I didn't like the I don't like the way the six man titles look. Uh, but the old school ROH with just the big ass ROH, like for me, it was always like that thing. Like it was always that yeah. title. Because this shit's platinum, baby. See the my man, my man's on the turnbuckle, just dead. And FYI, Kyle O'Reilly, Mark was doing the air guitar years ago. Oh, yeah, Where is Kyle? Yeah. Kyle Hart. Uh, uh, he had surgery. Last I heard, he yeah. just had surgery again. Yeah, supposedly he had surgery, and then he was having complications in the in the rehab process. So he's still is he still under contract? Because I know Bobby Fish only signed a one year deal. Yeah, from what I heard, Bobby Riley's still there. Fuck that guy. And see, look at that. The respect. They walk right out the ring, clap him up. I met Chris that security guy. Job. Oh, you said you met the security guy. Yeah, so when we were there for Double or Nothing, um, we were walking through because we went a couple days early, and we were walking through the Mandalay Bay to uh, – I didn't know where they were staying. I'm not one of them. But I guess that's where the superstars, the wrestlers and whatever were staying was at the Mandalay Bay because we were going there for a pool party. And, uh, yeah, all the security was out there. And um, I think I think I had a Hardy shirt on. And they're like, oh, you're going to the show? And I was like, yeah. They, they, I didn't talk to him, but some massive-ass white guy uh, we like, did some knuckles. I forgot about this part, to be honest. Yeah. The ass boys coming at the end. We're the ass boys. Yeah. Billy, yes, we are the ass boys. So do you guys uh, – so I'm one of them who has to fall asleep, like, watching something. I'm one of those weirdos. And uh, – I was I randomly was watching. Oh, my girl actually wanted to see Kurt Angle's Hall of Fame induction, and then it just stayed on. 
And it went to 2019 when DX went in and the ass boys were just in the crowd. Cause I don't even know if they were signed yet by AEW. Um, so it was weird seeing that, like, you know, okay. like so recent that from the other side. I love seeing stuff like that. Like you, you go back and you look at old stuff and then you'll see like wrestlers, like where you, you're not supposed to see them. Like when like the rock, go- and, uh, when rock and Ronda Rousey were doing her thing, it's like Shayna Baszler was there with Jessamine Duke, like right. in the front row. Or Rick Flair's oh, or Rick Flair's last match against Shawn Michaels. Charlotte's there. Yeah. Yeah. One speaking of Charlotte, one of the good ones was when uh you know, rest in peace, David Flair. When David Flair uh went to the house when he was beefing with his father, and like Charlotte oh, was yeah. there, Charlotte was like 16. Was like, yeah, she was young. Yeah, it was like she had her WCW debut. Yeah, there we go. The China, Actually, China and on WCW TV. Yeah, so is she the only active competitor on the roster that's been on WCW right now? Think about it, yeah. Damn, that's a good question. Who else? Uh, yeah, because take, uh, Taker's gone. Brock was never there. Yeah, shit. Brock was never there, and nobody's there. I mean, technically, AJ. Yeah, true, AJ. AJ's been everywhere, right? ECW, I imagine, too, at some point. No, I don't think he made it to ECW, but I know he was from the stories I've heard. He was one of the guys that they were looking to to bring into ECW. I guess he was supposed to be a part of like uh, Chris Chetty's new crew right before they ended. Okay, man. Firefly Funhouse night. My buddy just sent me a text. Great fucking match. That was a great match. It was. They just yeah, it's just. It, it's like you try not to be sad about it, but they were them boys for a reason, you know? Yeah, like I woke up the next day and I was still like, I was going to call out sick and shit. Like, honestly, I wasn't going to go to work because I was just fucking really upset, man. Um, You know, I took my ass to work and shit and was trying to like distract myself with my coworkers or whatever. But I was just, I found myself the whole day at work just like looking at matches and saving them until watch later. So that like I go home and fucking watch them. It's just again as as being my age now and watching them for like so long. It's fucking just it's it sucks, man. It's a fucking total bummer. But again, you know, I'm very glad that they were able to get their shine, you know, as much as they could or were fucking allowed. Uh especially with matches like this. This shit is gonna be when, hey this is legendary, man. Went out with a fucking phenomenal match, though. And as a champion, so can never ever discredit that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, man. Well, for me, it's it's hard to it's hard to like it's fun to watch him back, and usually it is harder for me to go back and watch some people's careers. But you know, it the tragedy. It sucks, and I think it's lingering in me still because of the fact that I still don't know what's going on with the daughter. You know, mm-hmm. and all prayers are for for Gracie yeah. and you know, and the rest of the family. But as a fan, it's like I can't look at Jay and not be proud. Like watching that match, I had like a smile on my face half of the time. I'm just like, yeah, that that's his greatness. Like that's him. Yeah, for sure. Like for it, sure, it, that dude. Like that dude, he was he was one of the realest professional wrestlers out there. Like we talk about, you know, Nick Gage being crazy and New Jack being crazy, <laughs> but when you when you put on a Briscoe's match, you will not be disappointed. 
Mm-hmm. Don't care what type of match it is. Don't care where it is in their career. Don't care against two. You will not be disappointed. These boys are as good as advertised. And Jay was, you know, Jay was that dude. Jay was always yeah. Like I like I said, the Briscoes were the reason I even got into ROH because that was ten years ago now. Yeah, ten mm-hmm. years ago. So I was still young. I was nineteen or twenty, so I was still stuck in that. Oh no, it's only this. I can only watch this. And then I saw that, and right. I was like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll give that, I'll give this thing a shot. <laughs> yeah, my so. thing with ROH was like when I discovered it, the only way I could watch it was like if I was up at fucking two in the morning to watch it. And then even with that, I was like, okay, but what channel is this shit on? Because I could never like remember what channel. Everywhere I'd have they to, were. Like, literally go look it up on TV Guide or you know try to Google it, see when it that freaking comes on, and then like you know it's a mission. Now yeah. everything's so accessible that it's, it's they just make it a lot easier. Definitely. Yeah. And I and I will say this once, I will say this again to all the listeners out there, to anyone who hears the sound of my voice. If you are a professional wrestling fan, do yourself a favor. $9.99 for Honor Club is definitely worth it. Whether it's for the Briscoes, whether it's for you know Samoa Joe, whether you still got love for CM Punk, the early years of Brian Danielson, AJ Styles amazing red like you name you name it they're there and they've been through those doors and all your favorites are there yeah pretty much your favorites favorites have been through those doors you know what i mean and anything in the past 20 years ring of honor it's so it's it was so damn good and these dudes were the pillars of that company like we talk about you know who's the face of wwe who's the face of aew who's the face of impact there was no denying for 20 years the briscoes were the face of ring of honor they were the constant they were you go to a show there was a briscoe whether they're tagging or singles or hell they're fighting each other they were on that card yep i won't argue that but uh yeah yeah prayers thoughts and prayers to the family the best for the Hope the best for the children. Speedy recovery, like you said. I haven't heard any updates. Yeah. Honestly, so, and not to, you know, again, I'm not a fucking doctor or a reporter or we're, we don't do any of that shit here. But from what I heard, because I'm kind of keeping tabs on it, um, she didn't have any feeling from like the waist down when she was having surgery. Then she had a surgery, and now they're saying that now she has feeling in her hips. And so what they're hoping and praying is that because there's so much swelling and everything's so fresh that it's this compression on the spine with the swelling. So once the swelling goes down, then they'll be able to gauge more or less, you know, she she hopefully with prayer and all that and, and, and help whatever, she'll start to regain feeling. But for now, she does not have feeling in the legs yet, but she did regain some feeling in the lower extremity. So it's, it's, it's you know that's a good sign but that was the last that i had heard yeah you always just it kind of makes you want to take a step back and always just be grateful and thankful for what just athletes in a whole do because you never know what's going to happen everyone hates and hates and hates so much negativity i know it's coming from the positive guy but so much negativity but look like you have this you know and people are still sitting here bashing him and then as i what not even a month ago damar hamlin you know what I mean? Like uh, that happened. So it's like, got to be appreciative of what these people do for us, whether, you know, 
political views, medical view, whatever views aside, like, yeah, I get it. You can feel some type of way, but appreciate what these people do for you, you know? And if you have these negative ways, don't be that asshole on Twitter like that one guy said, made comments about it. Now he's gone, but yeah, there's no need for that. There's no need to express ha happiness towards something like this. Yeah, of course. Oh, no, please. Oh, no, I was Go just right going to say to that, um, I just want to say I love the fact that, you know, like aside from the one guy that you guys brought up, I love the fact that the wrestling community has united on this. And, Same. you know, and I think, you know, 2023, uh, 2023, it's still a fresh year. It's still a new year. And, you know, maybe we should take this, you know, attitude and momentum and start, you know, supporting other wrestling companies. You know what I'm saying? Like supporting, like not just criticizing everything, because we do that as podcasters from time to time. Like we all have our opinions. Like our show, we literally have a segment called Burial of the Week where we bury something. But let, let's let's Which is a great segment, everyone. Sorry. Well, I had to plug. Thank you. Thank you. It is fun. Um, and trust me, you guys aren't gonna miss this Monday's episode. It's gonna be great. Uh Warner Discovery Media. But um, but no, we uh we need to start, you know, being more, you know, lenient when it comes to things as wrestling fans. Like, let's not all jump to something, let's not all want to cancel somebody, let's not all, you know. Especially, especially the weirdos that are out there that are like making personal threats to people and showing up at females' houses and stuff like, like y'all need to get that shit together, man. That that to me has always been creepy. I'm a fan. These people are here to entertain me, and you know whether it's our money, our time, our viewership, you know, a tweet, whatever, they they show it back to us in any way they can. And I'm not one of those people that's just like you owe me this or you need to do that. Nah, man. Let, let's have fun. With professional wrestling in 2023 again all right wrestlemania is around the corner you know aew got some shows coming up impact just put on a banger of a pay-per-view yeah. has been Dang. on lately mlw just got a new tv deal new japan is new japan you know stardom just picked up a huge star like there's a lot out there if you don't like something just don't money mind. yeah money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you don't like something, don't watch. You don't need to go on social media and complain about it. And like the great Dave Chappelle says, Twitter is not the real world. At all. I think that's a phenomenal way to close that out because Twitter is not the real world. It is not. You know? You so, know, and it's, yeah. The worst is, sorry, I got to ask this. The worst is when someone, like I could gloat. That was awesome, like online, which I usually don't. If I share anything, it's to like friends, like, but never like public tweets. And then someone be like, that was fucking stupid. You're a moron. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Look, why? Yeah, it would be nice if, as a whole here, anyone listening to this who spends their time on Twitter being a fucking troll, it would be nice if at least one bright thing we can get out of this horrible, horrible, horrific tragedy would be that you be a little nicer. And you actually appreciate what these people are doing for you instead of going, oh, botching, the botching, the botches. Bro, it's not an actual science. Like, shit's going to happen. Shit's going to go left here. It's it's fucking hey, wrestling. But you need to understand that these people are putting literally their lives on the line to entertain you. So, you know, just fucking calm down with your ratings and your, your, your silly bullshit and your fighting and your tribalism, bro, for the love of God. Try to be more positive and, and like it's craziness, yep. dude. Nope, I agree. Yo, yeah. Battle of the Valley. Oh, it's what? February. Okay, I was bugging. I was like, wait a minute, it says the 18th. And I was, I was like, yeah, it's 20. 18th. 
Okay, that's next month. All right, cool. Just wanna make sure that wasn't creeping up on me because I do want to watch that shit. Oh yeah. Well, I guess that. Yeah. Brian. uh, Yeah, this is the this is the part where we awkwardly end the show. (laughs) (laughs) This is how we do it on this thing. It's always awkward. We don't know how to fucking finish it, but uh, this is basically. Trust me, I listen every week. Uh, You guys, by the way, used to used to have been doing a phenomenal job. Um, Lou, I, I don't know if it's you who do the, does the TikToks, but I'm seeing y'all everywhere on TikTok now. Oh, yeah, um, I'm trying. I, I catch up and listen to you guys whenever I can when I'm driving. Um, phenomenal work. Uh, love the episodes. You guys have been killing it. And congratulations on all the success y'all have been getting because it's very well deserved. Hey, Amen. I, I got to say that, that to you guys. We, we learned. Like, we're trying to be we like the big the boys. Best. Yeah, we're trying to learn. We're trying to get a. Uh, from the brain trust here in our group chat, we're trying to suck the uh, success out. Pause. <laughs> There's the pause. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta throw it in there. Yeah, I'm honestly very excited for you guys. You guys know UWO podcast again. I know he'll plug it again one more time though. But I'm excited because I love watching you guys live. When because sometimes I watch don't comment where, but I love watching when there's like a big episode because I know you guys live watch raw. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And this week's the raw xxx <laughs> so yes uh, all these legends i know there's going to be a lot of bashing like in a in a funny way i'm very yeah. excited like like oh. even though i i know it's going to sound weird because it sounds like i'm contradicting what i just said <laughs> earlier but like you guys know us we we love to bust balls and that's one thing about our show like we as much as we will joke and criticize a character we will never disrespect the human behind the character mm-hmm. Like we we will joke about what we see in front of us, instantly reacting, you know, because we are the barbershop first take whatever perspective you guys want to give us. Um, but we try to make it fun, and that's one thing about us. We always say everyone is welcome. We want you to come in with a different opinion. Like the other two guys, like especially Eddie, we all know, like Eddie's our punching bag of the show because he's short. <laughs> but uh, Eddie's the punching bag of the show because he's the one who will he'll play to that you know internet troll character. But off camera, we 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 agree on damn near everything. Like we love to have fun. We love watching this as much as we talk about how bad Raw is some nights. We love sitting here watching Raw. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a variety show, in my opinion. Like yes, it's professional mm-hmm. wrestling. It's sports entertainment. It's a variety show. We're supposed to have fun with it. Like, I, I will never be mad at our truth, you know, coming down and cutting a promo on Paul Heyman about throwing him out of the Royal Rumble. As dumb as no. some people may find it, I think it's hilarious. You yeah. know, like the guys busted my balls about, um, you know, Maxim male models for months. And now I started to buy into it. And now they're off television. You know, no, like it's our running joke. And we just want it always to be fun, man. We always want it to be a fun, you know, lighthearted time. But, you know, this Monday we will start off a little somber because we are going to, you know, get into Jay. Um, the boys, trust me, uh, especially Kyle. Kyle's finally getting hit by it now. Um, we got a lot to say about Jay. We got a lot to say about, you know, Raw 30, which we're excited for because I'm probably one of those people that's damn near watched every episode of Raw for 30 years. Um, and then, you know, we got Rumble coming up. Uh, next weekend so mm-hmm. you know we got to do predictions you know we're going to oh, give yeah. our crazy wild you know who's the surprise entrant who's showing up and you know we're we're going to think outside the box and it's going to be a fun time awesome oh, yeah. awesome uh, and then uh so me <clears throat> i don't bug me no more oh, by the way, we're on YouTube. we are on youtube by the way live every monday night oh absolutely yes and then for us 
I'll let Lou close out, but I'll just go real quick for us. Speaking of Rumble, that's why I'm going to say it quick. This Tuesday, we'll be recording our Rumble prediction show. So maybe oh, Monday, yeah. I'll, Monday, I'll get some ideas from the Barbershop boys. Maybe run with their ideas. Uh, and we'll see what happens. But, you know, for us and Wrestling is Trash, make sure YouTube and Instagram at Wrestling is Trash, especially the YouTube. We began more and more subscribers. So thank you, everyone. And at Twitter at Wrestling is B Trash. But Lou, take us home. See, that wasn't Nobody awkward. <laughs> so, yeah, you go. See, Nick is always smooth with it. He eases me into the. You've got to follow the, the name end. part. See, even That's I know it. that. Follow the name. That's follow all the you got to do. Follow <laughs> it. Lou from the BX Man, host of the Everything Podcast. You already know one half of the Trash Boys. We are here every Tuesday for you guys. Sometimes we upload it on Tuesday. Sometimes we upload it on Mondays. But we upload it every week. We try to. And uh, we just want to thank you guys very much for joining us once again. We'd like to thank Brian from the UWO podcast. If you don't already know, follow him on YouTube, follow him on Instagram, follow him on Twitter if he has a Twitter, which he's usually on. But it's I know Twitter is a uh, dark space, but fuck it, follow him on Facebook. there anyway. We, follow everybody. Like UWO four zero one. Yeah, man, follow everybody. And uh, again, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I know it's uh, if if you're out there and you're feeling you know real sad about what happened, we hope that we can at least give you a little bit of. Uh, Put a little bit of a smile on your face today with this episode. That's what the goal was to actually watch this match and enjoy it and kind of reminisce. So we hope we were able to provide some of you with that. And uh, with that being said, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Reach for the sky, boy. <laughs>